are about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. So, came up with our band name, Mookie Blaylock. <laughs> it's a little topical humor for you on this <laughs> week's episode of Worst Gig Ever. I'm Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Garlock. And if you didn't guess by that little pun at the top of the show, this week's guest is Ben Rayner. <laughs> ben is a very uh, accomplished photographer. He mm-hmm. shoots high fashion. He shoots low fashion. He shoots All types of fashion. He's a Brit who loves hardcore and punk rock. And we get into that. And he's a fan of the show, and uh, he was just a, a good sport all around. If you were ever interested in what the life of a jet-setting photographer who loves Motorhead Well, then, brothers and sisters, we got that today. And he's got some uh, some cool worst gigs about his one of his bands, Throwing yep. Up is the yep. name of the band. It's a good name. Solid name. Uh, so there's a lot of good stuff uh, in this one, a very uh, genial conversation. It is very genial. Unlike most of our other conversations, which you should check out. That's right. At worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com. Or you can go to iTunes, check out all of our old episodes, leave us some reviews there, give us some ratings, or go to our Facebook page, Worst Gig Ever, or go to our Twitter. We've got a Twitter. We do. And the Twitter is Worst Gig Ever. It's at Worst Gig Ever. I am at Mikey Pace. I am at G Garlock. And actually, this is a good time to note, we did get a a nice message from a fan Mm -hmm. to the Worst Gig Ever Twitter account. His name is uh, Mike Emmerich, I believe. I'm I'm saying this I think from that's memory. Right. And Mike says that he loves the show. Yeah. But that when we say gig simultaneously, it makes him want to kill a cat, strangle a cat. I think you know what I say that. to that? Get gig. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Mike. We love you, and thank you for submitting that very uh, lovely comment. Uh, and fans, uh, if you if you like the show, if you like what you hear, if you don't like what you hear, you let can us, let us. We want to know it all. You can let us know. And we're also happy to announce that if you go to tweakedaudio.com to purchase a pair of headphones and you put in the promo code Worst, you'll get one third off of the price of these fantastic earbuds and headphones that is tweakedaudio.com there's a lifetime warranty on that just put in that promo code worst and you'll love the way you look when you're listening with your new tweaked audio headphones in the meantime we have ben rayner a brit who's hot shit (laughs) he's putting it on a t-shirt I think the worst gig ever for like grossness is I'm I'm still in this band technically called Throwing Up and it's like a riot girl band so it's me and two girls sounds like Huggy Bear or something like that it's pretty fun and we got we went down to South by Southwest a couple of years in a row and somehow ended up booking a show that was just all crusty punk bands perfect all, good sign all bands like with names like you can imagine and it was in like the parking lot of a neon shop. 
That was We're playing like, South by Southwest. For the listener, a neon shop, is that like a sign shop? Yeah, okay. like a neon okay, sign okay, shop. Okay. That somehow, just the gas. They just <laughs> sell it uh, they, wholesale. They, they somehow convinced this old dude in Austin, right. like 60-year-old man, to let him use their parking lot. That so, guy keeps it weird. So... You both played South by Southwest. You know how hard it is to get anywhere. Right. And this yeah. wasn't in like the downtown area. It was probably like five miles apart. Yeah. So to get there, me and these two young girls in my band, they were, we had to hitchhike with like a, a Mexican cowboy to get there, oh. which ended up being fine. He took yeah. us half the way, I think. And then we hitchhiked with like a mother with two kids in the back of the van. <laughs> Jesus. And this is during uh, South by Southwest. Yeah, this is like... So there are tons of people there, and still, you have to go out of bounds yeah. to play a show five miles. Got a neon shop man. I have, I have been there. Can, okay. So I'm like, okay, great. Um, we're playing at five, so it's perfect. Yeah. I can go back and hang out afterwards and do the things. So we obviously get there at five, and nothing's set up. Like... <laughs> I think we had, a, we had a temporary bass We'll never player. learn about punk time. We've no. been living on punk time for years. And they're like, no one ever... yeah. they're like, do you want to play at like 1 a.m.? Ugh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> worst. How many bands were supposed to be playing? Oh, like 35. Perfect. Right. May, may, maybe more. Yeah. Who knows? Anti-everything was Was this playing. not Chaos and Tejas, though? Just a... Separate. It, it was just separate from Chaos and Tejas? I think it might have been some dude who's... Somehow affiliated with okay. that. I believe that guy's name is Timmy, perhaps. Oh yeah, I is met it? him there this okay. year. It's not. No, it wasn't him. It was like it was like a just a you know you'd run a Rob Noxious, running a mill crusty dude, one dreadlock, right? Dog on a piece of string. That yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so another drinking words, out of a can of beans. In other words, the guy who did distro at ABC No Rio for many yes. years. Yes, he's, yeah. he's still there. Actually, the Australian guy. I, yes. I played there a show there recently with throwing up. No, okay. with another band called Simon Doom. Uh-huh. Okay. Which is, you probably like actually. It's um, Simon O'Connor, who was in Amazing Baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's like a okay. cr- it's like a it's like crusty sort of punk really? band. Okay. Yeah. Does it uh, sound anything like Friends or Rom? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like Friends okay. or Rom. <laughs> I don't know if I if I would be into. It. Okay, so 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 what happens? So we get there. There's not nothing that are. There's just crusties like wasted. <laughs> I don't know how they can get more wasted than the normal person. But right. Crusties <laughs> yeah. have a special power. LSD they, in the butt flap. Yeah, they know it's like exactly the anus. that Osrotten patch yeah. is just uh, full. So crusties everywhere. Yeah, like the you know the, the drum kit's made out of like steel drums basically. Right. It's like you know the worst equipment you can imagine and. It's just everything breaks and that kind of thing. I think the audio of getting to the venue was the worst bit for me. Right. Do you remember what part of Austin it was? That it was that far away? I have no idea. Like, Because I, I, I lived there for, for a couple of years. And... It was on Cesar Chavez, but okay. it was like yeah. far out. It was like a yeah. dirt track, maybe. Right. It felt like it. I remember being out there first south by, and I think Turing Machine had one of those out like of bound shows. And I sure. think we were sharing a van. I'm pretty sure Panthers drove them over and then drove back to where South by was. <laughs> we're like, well, maybe come back. Because yeah. I was like, I'm not sticking around out here. Sure. It was a nightmare. No, I have my own story, too, but I want I want to hear the exciting conclusion. <laughs> I don't think there is an exciting conclusion. But did you guys wind up playing? Yeah, we ended up playing. Yeah, like I, th- I think we basically I actually bully, bully the rest of the bands to let us play at like yeah. nine or something uh, yeah, like right. that. And then, like inevitably, the cops came and shut the whole thing down anyway. <laughs> right. So it's probably great. That was we there didn't... anyone of note playing? Was like Amoebix showing up to like just... probably the Amoebix tribute band? Right. Of course. 
No one have noticed. I think it's just the local Austin. Sweet. Yeah. And did the act- the actual gig itself go all right? Were the people there? Did people show up? Yeah, yeah. It was just like Krusty's punching yeah. each other. Oh, well. <laughs> Actually, wasn't. I, I, I don't think the performance was that bad, but just it's just the ordeal with that, those things. You know, I mean, Oxford Collapse. We also had one of these South by Southwest, way out, like five miles out. Mm-hmm. It was um, a guy mm-hmm. from a, a very prominent label was putting on the show. And we were very excited because we had, we, at this point in time, we weren't on Sub Pop yet and we were trying to figure out what the deal was and, or what was going to happen next. And we played the show and we're really excited. I remember Pedro the Lion was also Ooh. on the show with a Pedro and we, drop. And we play, we, we were playing and it's like five o'clock in the afternoon, scant number of people there right. considering the size of the venue, considering that it was South by Southwest. And the guy from the label was, this is, this is kind of pre-smartphone days at like 05 or something. He's on his laptop walking around like in front of the <laughs> stage blogging. <laughs> about s- something else while we're playing and you know we were really so psyched this was the sh- this was going to be our show sure and so that was uh that was that was kind of a worse gig i think we did right. one i think it was during south by but it wasn't even a show we had to do a a uh, in store during oh, south the pizza by. place <laughs> no we didn't do it we did it at some like vice set up like it was like some high end like fashion store uh, that was a ways to get there, and you know, classic Panthers in store. No one showed up, and we just literally were there, just hanging out. Just they were everyone else in the band drinking their free booze that yeah. they gave us. Uh, and then we, I think we did another one on that tour, which was at the point where we said, "Let's never do an in store again." <laughs> no one shows up to these things because so, no one cares. But okay, so so Ben, so you know, you are 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 probably most known as a photographer sure, these yes. days. But, I mean, for, to, to, to be in a band to go down to South by Southwest and to play in multiple bands. Yeah. I mean, it really kind of sounds like music is a passion. I've always been in bands, Mm -hmm. mainly bad, bad (laughs) hardcore bands, um, (laughs) that have had like records come out and stuff like that, but I've never really done the whole, the toilet circuit of the UK, sure. which I'm sure you guys well, have. Well, I mean, I Panthers think I, did a three-week three Panthers I'm, tour. I'm, I'm, I think maybe one of my bands played with Panthers in Brighton once. It's really? About 2004. At uh, the Freebit? At the Freebit. Really? Maybe Wait, what was the band this? called? The band was called The Permanent, and that was actually a fairly good band. I think that's I was just getting over hardcore, and it, right. it's like, it's still a hardcore band, but it was a bit more rock and roll. The free bit show was the be- one of the better shows of the tour because it was the last show. <laughs> and I remember our driver who we had fired halfway through and had shown up now and then at random shows. Uh, he showed up at that show. And then when we said he couldn't come in, he just disappeared. Uh, and he had come from some little like town outside of London. Uh, and we had already been scared of him because he had like, you know, yeah, he was a maniac. He had moshed on our pregnant publicists uh, during a show in London. Uh, but I remember the Freebit show. I was like, oh, it's a good venue. It's a pretty good show. Uh, no offense to your band. I don't remember your band playing. I'm sure, I'm sure you don't. But because almost every photo of that show is all of us just sitting around our merch table angry and sad <laughs> because we were at the end of our three-week terrible, terrible tour. The, uh, the U- I mean... So you d- you didn't necessarily do like the toilet touring circuit no. there. At the same time, 
are you are you taking photos? Like, had you always been taking photos? Or yeah, was I've always music? been taking photos. Like, yeah. it's always at hardcore all day as on a Sunday in London. And uh, so you were like one of the kids with the, yeah, with the camera. Yeah. In and the, like, I went on tour with Test Icicles in about 2003. Mm-hmm. And I did like a tour diary for them. Yeah, yeah. That's still, that's, I still have. I should probably put somewhere one day. But yeah, and that, that was actually like a 30 date tour of the yeah. UK. Right. And you guys were at what, like in your late teens? Or I was like 20? 18. I guess they're like the same age. Yeah. 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 Um, and were they, I mean, were they really cons- considered like a hardcore band or they were kind of like, they a- were like a, disco punk band yeah, yeah. when that when that scene was really sure, big sure. Yeah, yeah. but they were good they were really yeah. good at the time um uh, the question is because you're so passionate about music and have always played it like um was there i'm assuming there's probably a time where like you wanted to do that like if i could do this sure play in a band i'm not sure i ever thought of it like that i was sort of it more of like a fun thing like right just like the touring and coming back with like no money and all that was like it, it would have been really great when I was like eighteen, but <laughs> past that it's just you have the rights. <laughs> I wish I had. Yeah, I know. I was like, still thinking that was a good idea when I was twenty-eight. <laughs> and you go to the venue and they've cooked that stewed. And oh, the oh stew. we've, we've talked many the times punk about stew. the punk uh, stew. Yeah. Punk stew, particularly at uh, the club in Double O Seven in Prague. In Prague. Have you ever oh. been there? I don't think I have. They, it's a very well-known oil-based <laughs> punk stew with like texture vegetable protein chunks just like floating in the middle yeah. of it. Every now and then you get a great punk stew. Sure. Right? Yeah. You get some squat that's like kind of put together and they know how to make a stew and you're like, all right. Well, and the, then the squats in Germany are like nicer than some hotels I've yeah. been in sometimes. Very well, nice. Wasn't there an orchid tour where it's just <laughs> German? Squats? Most, uh, it was a lot of German yeah. squats. It was a fair amount of German squats, uh, on the last Orchid tour, definitely. Revisiting uh, your sonic roots, so my, to speak. My heady days. <laughs> what, what exactly, what just for my, cause I was like thinking before we started this on the way over, like, oddly, like, what is the UK hardcore scene? Oh, wow. Like, just because, like, I, like, like, honestly, like, I was trying to think, like, uh, so what are UK, I. like, I can think of, like, UK crust bands. Yeah. And, like, I can think of UK metal bands. But then, like, it's not like, you know, like, German. Like, German hardcore. It's a very distinct scene yeah. to me. French or, hardcore. Or, very distinct scene. Yeah. Canadian. Uh, French-Canadian hardcore. Very distinct scene. Like, give, give us the rundown. Okay. So, when I was, like, 16, I was like, starting, like, the first hardcore. I was into, like, Gorilla Biscuits. Like, sure. that kind of stuff. For the but, listener, Ben is currently wearing a Gorilla Biscuits <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah. Didn't need to tell us. We yeah. got it. Um, and all the bands in England sounded like Bulldoze. And Madball, oh, right. they all sounded like super tough. tough. Everyone's like huge at tribal tattoos. Right. It, it was like, that was what was in London. So the, so the most notable band is probably Knuckle Dust. Right. I don't think they ever made it up I think we played with Knuckle Dust at a <laughs> festival, maybe in Hoogeven. <laughs> probably, in, probably in Belgium. Yeah. They're huge in Belgium. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, we did play. I think <laughs> them in the hood. Fluff, fluff Fest. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did play Fluff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Knuckle Dust. Yes. Okay, so that. there was like a British yeah, tough guy. I mean, they're still around. They've yeah. been around since like 1989 or something. Right. I think they've just changed the sound a bit, but they're, sure. they're actually great. They're really, they're a good band. And then a lot of the other bands are super tough. Right. So tough guy. Right. Like, not really, it wasn't really my scene ever. Right. Sure. Very violent yeah. moshing. So that was big. And then, 
there's a town outside of London, Canterbury. Yeah, mm-hmm, of course. The Canterbury Sound. Canterbury uh, Praxa. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, bands like Caravan, Camel, yeah. Yep. Now. There's, <laughs> that, that had its own hardcore yeah. scene. It was a bit more like, like straight edge youth crew. Right. So that was the weird two things. Right, right. But none of, like, cause I, growing up. I remember Leeds seemed to have a nice. Leeds had, Leeds like, had a decent That scene. was our best show besides the Freebit show of that oh. tour that we played with you guys. Mm-hmm. The lead show was like a solid, like. Yeah, there was a big scene there. I, actually, I, when I was in that band, I was in a band this time around when I was 18. I remember when we recorded our 7 inch, we took the Ensign CD to so Ooh. it could sound like. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, that, that brings up an interesting point because Ensign were one of those bands when I was like, I'd say 17, 18, and they first came out, it was like, this is going to be my band. And like, bought the 7 inch, bought a shirt. Bought the CDs. Like, My good I, friend and, in college was like their roadie. And but, like, but, <laughs> but the problem was is I could never – like I tried to force myself to like Ensign. <laughs> they were totally always like, adequate. Much like Mouthpiece. It was like Mouthpiece is going to be my band. Mouthpiece like, is better than Ensign. Yeah, but I just – I it was – you get to that point. Yeah. As I'm sure you know, we're like – I, I want to love this band. Yeah. And you try and you just – you're fooling the yourself. The hardcore wall. <laughs> you're fooling yourself into thinking like that they're amazing. Right. No disrespect to the guy. Ensign, this episode's going out to Ensign. <laughs> this one's fine. I, I, think, I think I was like them because they would play in London all the time. Right. Really? They were pretty popular in London, like, yeah, like early 2000s. Well, that, that brings up a, a, another interesting question is Jeff is from Connecticut. I'm from Long Island. And we grew up with, like, you know, mid-90s East Coast yep. hardcore, yep. especially. What what New York bands – well, it's a two-part question. What East Coast bands were big over there and for you – what was the appeal of all like the New York stuff, East Coast? Stuff? I mean, the East Coast stuff. I suppose to someone growing up in London, it's exotic almost. Right. Okay. Like everything about it is exotic. Like right. the covers, like Madball was exotic. <laughs> right. I love Madball. Right. Cool. Hey. Yeah. Great band. Yeah. Ma- Great. Madball. Madball were really popular, but I think yeah. they're popular in every hardcore scene. Yeah. Well, they because I I feel like they probably mm. have taken New York hardcore in quotes and distilled it to like. The this is the textbook definition yeah. of what this era you know, the nineties era of New York hardcore would sound like. Madball yeah. would be that photo in the dictionary. So Madball were big over there. Yeah, I think that's, what I like. that's kind of surprising. Ensign was big. Kill Your Idols were popular. <laughs> oh, from right. Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Um now I'm in Black Anvil. Hey. They were popular. Who else? Um that's, I think that's the I mean Madball would come up all I the think time. H two O H two O were really popular. Yeah. That's Hate Hatebreed, big. Hatebreed's huge in London, actually. That's, right, that's the sound everyone was trying to emulate, yeah, really. Yeah, that would make I sense. mean, Hatebreed's my boy. I mean, Hatebreed's <laughs> who I, like, grew up with. Like, just like he booked all the shows. Uh, Jeff when and Jay Boys, like, go back. Right. Like, we're not, you don't talk at all. He doesn't know, <laughs> remember me, but. Uh, we'll get him up. He would book all of the, he was the Connecticut mafioso. Like, he booked every show in Connecticut. Yeah. We played with them. I think, yeah, I think, like, Madball and Hatebreed were really popular. You know why? Because they, they're both awesome bands. <laughs> they would come over all the time as well. Right. And Earth Crisis, the oh, late end, of course. was yeah, popular. Yeah. The yeah. best. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's interesting because you're, you're a couple years younger than, than us, but um, you, it seemed like you were really into the stuff that we were into when we were like pretty much like 15, 16, 17, yeah. stuff that like made its mark. I'd say like 93 
to 96 were my prime year, maybe to 97 or so. Once like the locusts became really popular, I was once, or let me rephrase it. Once they adopted the costumes and stuff, right? I wasn't as excited. Yeah. As, same uh, here. The kind of straight up San Diego stuff. Yeah. But it's interesting that, and I'm wondering how much of it is, cause clearly, you know, there's the internet and you're finding stuff about sure. it that way, but it's not as prevalent as it is today. No. I mean, I think I found about all the original bands from like Kerrang. Mm-hmm. Sure, like, yeah. Like, so, Mabel and Roadrunner and all those bands. So, right. they were the only things you could really find yeah. out about. And then, like, there was like a couple of venues where all the hardcore shows were at. Yeah. The Underworld in Camden. Okay, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Played there. Yeah. Really? I believe so. Huh. That, I, I, I think I've definitely, I think I saw a, a, um, breakdancing competition oh, there really? when I lived in London in the year 2000. Right. And went to, I went to go to like Sunday hardcore matinees, like out in the suburbs. Right. And, uh, I mean, they were all, they were like god awful. Right. It's it definitely like, a, it was definitely like, a you know, quote unquote screamo, you know, right. heady days of the year 2000. That, that was really popular in like Kingston, which is like south of London, like, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. a sort of south, East part, west part of London. So that was popular. That was like a screamo scene. You know, yeah. Everyone was into the Locust and yeah. the Crimson Curse and Swing Kids. So yeah, that right. was like another scene. Yeah. Because there was a club there that sort of more catered to sort of screamo shows. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're going to, to all of these shows and, and taking photos. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Most of them. Yeah. And are you, at the time, what are you doing with the photos afterwards? Are you are they are they being published? Or are you putting them online? I had I had a zine, but it only lasted like a couple of issues, and I interviewed uh-huh. some bands. But I, I started that when I was like fourteen years and old. What's the believe, name of that zine? Yeah. It was called Mild Curry at first. <laughs> Mild Curry. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> British <laughs> zine. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, and. Excuse me, uh, Friends of Rom were a band that were interviewed for this. I'm taking. Yeah, they were. They were like, we talk about Friends of Rom at this point. A band I, I still have never no, heard. No, and I'll be honest with you, nothing I've actually about. never heard them too, I but. Can't, I can't remember what they sound like. I, I think I could hazard a guess as to what they sounded like. Well, I used to get sent all the, all the fat, the fat rec right. releases, so. Well, that's what, well, that's, that's what I mean. Great production. Great production. I mean, if you ever want, like, and this is what I realized about that stuff that I love, is that it had the heaviness of a band like Slayer or Pantera or Earth Crisis, <laughs> but played in major, like, Strung Out is... I don't know who super. this band is still, and I don't buy it. But. I think I interviewed Strung Out as well, aren't you? Well, that's what Strung Out were. We've talked about Firecracker, the uh, oh, lead-off yeah. song on their second record on the show before. Uh, uh, the amount it comes up is not Especially for people that have claimed to have moved on beyond that stuff. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you do you do a zine... And you're, you have your photos and your interest. So you're, you're, you're involved in the scenes. So yeah. I, I, Did I, you have Kinkos over there? What, was, like, what was the equivalent of? I, I used to, um, my dad used to like Xerox my scenes at work and <laughs> nice. then I like put them together. Nice. I think it was made on Microsoft Publisher. Perfect. <laughs> on like Windows 95. But like, I just interview any band basically. Yeah. It's like, right. They may all the things. They're like, oh, you want to just ban? I'm like, yeah, sure. Oh, I, I you're I'm, a fan? Yeah, I'll go to the show for free. I remember the crazy idea of my friend who had a zine thinking that he needed to get ads. Like, like, I, I, got, like I got an ad from Fat Wreck, and I got like 
25 pounds or something. See, that's, he was, like, pursuing that. He, like, thought that it was, like, just, like, something you were supposed to be doing I mean, for, you can. to make it legitimate. But, like, he was pursuing him not in, like, a, hey, give me some money. Like, hey, we need to get some ads. I'll give you some free ads. Yeah, the guy had a uh, business-centric oh, mind. I guess so. So, so at what point does – are you able to start kind of turning the photography into, like, a uh, – a, f- a money-making thing, or when you start getting hired for, or that—that that, I mean, to make it a money-making thing, that takes a long time. But like, <laughs> I started getting hired for magazines when I was about eighteen, nineteen. Is it? And would you say that this is based off of like people you're meeting yeah. in like the punk scene, or do uh, they see mild curry and are they very impressed? <laughs> this kid's um, got some. Gotta get that mild curry kid in here. <laughs> He's got spunk. Do you have issue three? Yeah. yeah. That's when it really takes off. The get one, that friends like, around. Like the one with guns and wankers. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I had the chance to interview them and I declined. <laughs> um, snuff? No, I, snuff? We're snuff? Snuff, snuff never got interviewed, but I love snuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen snuff probably like 25 Five times. You somehow. know, Snuff, we are going to get sponsored by Warp Tour. I would look, believe me, I'll take anything we can get. I, was, I remember being disappointed actually when I fi- found out that the singer in Snuff also played drums because I felt like that wasn't like how can he just let how can he rock out when like wait when they play live he would do that? yeah he's the drummer yeah. sings wow uh, real? And, and just the, and then you have the, the two guys play, like, a real playing real Boston guitars. situation yeah. here. Um, okay, so so I'm just curious then like. Uh, you know how you get hooked up with Vice, and, and yeah, it's it's sort of complicated. But I think I've met a lot of people on the way, and then I knew some other people, and then I met some more people. Just networking, That's yeah. Basically, that. it's just like through like people you know, and I showed someone some work, and they and gave me something, and then I met the editor of Vice. He's still one of my good friends. Did you did you take a, like photography lessons or anything, um, or did you just kind of self taught? I actually worked at a camera store in London oh, <laughs> for like a few years, and I just read like the tutorials things. <laughs> and like I could get all my film process for free then, so yeah. like, I'd yeah. take like so many. So I'd like take the get free rolls there and process them for free and just take right. them. So like like that was a lot. I had a lot of practice that way. Are you? Um, are you like a camera snob or tech guy, or does it matter to you? No, I don't like, really. Not no. too much. Yeah. Like, the end result's like the thing, really. So did you wind up, like, going uh, disposable? Did you wind up going through, like, cameras at the beginning? Yeah, I've just you... tried, I tried lots of things. Yeah. And I still still do a little bit, but... Yeah. And you, at the same time, you're kind of... You've always been playing music as well, Sure, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I was doing that, too. And I toured with Test High Schools a couple of times. Yeah. The first tour was like 30 dates. It was with DFA 1979. Oh, and well, Jeff can talk to with them. Yeah, the classic DFA <laughs> 1979 tour. Another tour where they became more popular while we were on tour with them. Love those guys. <laughs> so why don't you uh, hit us up, give us another worst gig tale from uh, from somewhere along the lines. Worst gig. Um, I think... I think it's like one of, actually, I think one of my first bands, we drove from London up to like Sheffield, mm-hmm. which is like about three and a half, four hours. Mm-hmm. And we get there and there's no one there. There's literally like a man <laughs> and his dog. And also the other guitar player in the band didn't even come. <laughs> and Wait, bass, did you know he was not coming or did he Well, just no, like, he just took, just like, you know, uh, this is like a long time ago. He's like, oh, he just turned up his house and he wasn't there. And so. <laughs> <laughs> So you're sans uh, a guy in the band. You're missing. Yeah, one. so we're already missing one, and I, that was like 
And I thought sure the bass, the bass player knew the song. The drummer didn't know one of the songs properly. This is one of those shows that everything <laughs> just completely falls apart. Did anyone ever show up to the show? There was probably like five people there. Yeah, it was like show. on a Wednesday night in Sheffield. Oh, in a, the best in a time to be playing yeah. Sheffields. In like the back room of a pub, right? Like three floors. You can up. hear them making steel in the back. Room. <laughs> <laughs> they, make, they make steel in Sheffield. Oh yeah, Steel City. They make all, all the scissors come from there. Well, I, I, um. I remember playing when Oxford Collapse did our first UK tour in 2004. We mm-hmm. played with this band called The Murder of Rosa Luxemburg. Oh yeah, do you remember that? They, they, they were from um, Manchester, Nottingham. No, not yeah. So we Nottingham was like the linchpin of the UK like screamo <laughs> scene. Okay, because really? we played. Oh yeah, yeah we played the, with them in Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we played Nottingham too. They, I don't they, what they were in a. They're actually they're banned after that. It was really good. Lovers. Do you know? Did you hear no, that? I, I feel like I've heard the name. Yeah. Are they still is that still a band? Or? I'm not sure actually. Because uh, I remember them being really nice guys. Uh huh. Um, I just yeah, I think I remember like you know they were the local band they headlined. And right. They were super nice and and they were like oh, yeah. right. Know, we're like we're watching and like oh so this is what they do. <laughs> uh, did you stay at their house and like eat I cheese, think we did. Cheese, cheese sandwiches? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that they that they probably. I put lived us off up. of Tesco. I kind of miss it. Yeah, they I were know, good. I, uh, that was, good that was a highlight because I, I studied abroad uh, um, in the year 2000. And um, I remember I, was, I lived in London for five months. And when I came back to the States and I saw a two liter bottle of soda, it was like fat. Because, you know, the Tesco right. ones are long yeah. and thin. And that was talk about culture shock. <laughs> You had to go back, man. Another great heavy UK band that we toured with in the states, Part Chimp. Oh you yeah, Part Chimp. Yeah, yeah, those guys were uh, those guys are great and definitely uh, underrated. I would think they. I think they're still around. They might still be kicking in some. I think Throwing Up's actually played some shows with them in the last few years, like three. Oh, really? I think are, so. Are the other members of Throwing Up uh, British as well? Yeah, they live in London. Oh, okay, so this is something you do when you're. Well, I was living there, and then. Okay. I'd go back quite a lot before, but I don't go back there as much anymore. Well, well that, that's a, that's actually a good segue into some of the stuff you're doing now because you travel quite a bit. Yeah, you know, fair you're amount. you're at a point now where because uh, you, you, you do it's all freelance work that you do. Sure, but you yeah. kind of get recommended for job. You're you're working a the, lot. The work is getting you to do the traveling, or yeah. are you fitting the work in around the no, into no, the, the traveling. The, the, the work takes me to the okay. destination. So just logistically, like let's say you get a job to shoot because you're doing you do a lot of like high fashion stuff, right? Yeah, now. fair amount. Yeah. yeah. So just for someone that doesn't know, i.e., myself. Um, <laughs> Wait, i.e., also me. <laughs> for the listener, yeah. If not for us, we know what so we're talking about. So let's say you're getting you, you, you have to go to. Abu Dhabi for a shoot or something. Sure. Um, do they do they give you the? T- are you is your airfare covered or do you pay for that and then you Mo- essentially reimburse? Most most of the time it's paid for. Yeah. Sometimes it's taken out of the budget. Sure, some, sure. It's, it depends. It totally yeah. depends. Because I remember playing like we, every once in a while the band would get flown to play a place. Sure. But like we would have to pay for the plane tickets, but we would get paid like a a decent amount. Right. Would essentially. Right. You know, uh, it would be folded into that. We did a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be flown places. Yeah, it's I'm, fun. I'm assuming. Um, and so with that kind of schedule, and a question that I have is that you have this um, idea in your head, or sometimes I do, of this this kind of the stereotype of the of the high fashion photographer. You're on the beach. You got one camera in one hand, one in the other. You know, the assistant, the <laughs> right. model, 
sitting in the water. The um, movie Blow Up. The movie Blow Up, yeah. Or Zoolander. You have John Cat Travolta. Uh, or that's Blow Out, I'm sorry. You have John Travolta doing audio yes. in Blow Anyway, so when you're working as, as a freelancer, do you sometimes, do you, like, what, how does it work with assistants? How does it work with, like, you taking the photos as opposed to, like, someone else develop? Like, how does that. It, it, totally, it totally depends on the job. But yeah. I, I mean, I usually have one assistant, but that's more just to, like, hold a second camera and, like, dump memory cards and yeah, things yeah. like that. It totally depends on the job. Uh, sometimes yeah. I'm there by myself. Yeah. And which I'm happy with. I like, you know, the small, I like the smaller of course, setup yeah. the better. Right. Do you like the travel? Yeah, it's fun. It's interesting. Do like, you have those times, though, where you're like, God, I wish I could have something that I just sat in my house a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I do sit in my house doing, like, admin <laughs> stuff right. a lot. Yeah. So, like, right. um, yeah, mostly, mostly the travel's great. Um, I went to London a few weeks ago and I really didn't want to go. <laughs> hey, that sounds like a potential worst gig. <laughs> the gig was fine. Yeah. It was more just like, it was grey and rainy and cold sure. every right. day. And like, I don't know if you, do you ever go back to your parents' house and you're back in your parents' house and it's like, wow, this is weird. Is that how all of London feels to you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> London is mother London. Yeah. Uh, I could understand that. I certainly hate going back to. Well, see, my mom lives. House. My mom lives on Long Island, actually. And I was just talking to my wife about this over the summer. We were going out like every two weeks, just because you were going out. I was going lot. out all the time because my mom's house is really nice, and there's central air, and there's a yard, and she has a dog, and we bring our dog out there, and, and it was hot as hell over the summer. Yeah, like, yeah. it's gross here. So my, my dog came from Long Island. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, do you remember what town he came Smithtown. from? Smithtown. Ah, Smithtown. That's where my aunt lives. <laughs> Maybe they know each other. Well, my dog and your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> aunt Patty? Does very yeah, well. Yeah. I'll ask him. Uh, um, so, I, I just in terms of the travel and things like that, uh, do you have frequent flyer miles on like oh, multiple yeah. airlines? No, no. You've got, you got to stick to one. Oh, okay. right. That's the secret. So, so, what's your airline of choice? American. American. You can upgrade me anytime you like, American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> Do you have like some exorbitant amount of miles at this point? Um, no, not Are you really. Like no. a traveling salesman sort of miles. Not, no, no, it's not those guys. The guys you see with yeah. like little. Right. You're not like George Clooney and I'm not. No, I'm not quite. There you don't yet. have the right. black card just yet. No, not yet. Do almost. You, I'm, I'm almost there. So you'll make the request if they say we're going to pay for your airfare. Yeah, you can make, make it American. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Do you get movies on American? I'm a JetBlue man myself, so I yeah, don't know. Yeah, you don't, there's not much, um, JetBlue's nice, yeah. but you don't get much back. I, you know what? We should, we gotta tell it's our, the we gotta tell our people yeah. when, when they fly <laughs> us around for these promotional events. <laughs> so how do you feel, like, as a photographer, let's get into the, the annoying parts of it. Like, I, like now you've got, You've got the internet. You've got digital photography. Yeah. Like, I mean, and this is possibly a topic you've talked about before, but like, you know, everyone's a photographer yeah. now. Everyone's got Instagram. Yeah. And it's taking terrible photos nonstop. <laughs> and sometimes really good as well. Sometimes, sure. But it has a bit like, it, you know, I in, in some ways it has a bit of that uh, DIY uh part that was like awesome in theory but now that everyone does the have democracy. the option it's great because everyone can do it it sucks because yeah which is it. the same with music like because it's a bit easier like when to... garage band came out right exactly <laughs> everyone can record music but that doesn't mean everyone should record yes. music but that doesn't stop everyone from recording music but do you feel that the same way with photography and like does it somehow like cut into that I don't think so. I think Instagram's a good like promotional tool mm -hmm. for me anyway. Mm -hmm. Like it keeps people updated and yeah. stuff like that. I don't I don't really think so. I still I still think 
people who want to pursue things will pursue things. Right. Like properly. Right. Same as like music. Like anyone can record like a four track, but not everyone will pursue like a music career quote. Yeah. Like, that's, quote. that's, I guess. Well, that, that brings up a couple of interesting points in terms of pursuing yeah. the photography. Was it something that you felt that you kind of wanted to do, yeah, or I mean, you I, just kind of stumbled into? No, it? I kind of always wanted to do yeah. it. It's something like that, anyway. Yeah, and then I kept doing it, and it kept going okay. So, and 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 the other question would be this idea that you're, you you can use Instagram or a number of different uh, modes of social media as promotional tools. Sure. It's your bread and butter. It's what you do. What do you think about the idea of people kind of constantly taking photos and posting them and that idea that like, well, maybe you should fucking put the camera down and live the moment. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, that's actually, I mean, that is a part of what I was, uh, yeah, of what I was talking about too. Like it does it, like I, I do feel like it starts to kind of, you know, denigrate the whole Cut idea of photos. Like yeah. at a certain point, like I'm like, I don't. Like I'm, a, I'm a person who actually leans towards like almost never taking photos. Yeah. But I've always been that way because mm. I like it's not this like oh I just want to live, but I do just kind of like I never think about taking it. But now it does seem like there's so many photos we're just overwhelmed with. Yeah. Just everyone taking photos of everything. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I again like I wasn't sure if that like you know but as a photographer as someone who makes a living off of this. I mean, I think I'm. Especially that last 10 years, I've always taken photos all the time. Right. So I'm probably like the one not living it, <laughs> just right. taking them. But you're doing but it for also, your job yeah, as, opposed yeah, to, kind of I mean, as opposed to people who are just uh, documenting fleeting moments of yeah. happiness like, to justify like, their lives. Or, or you, yeah. get, you get a barrage of like gorgeous sunset photos. Oh, right? yeah. You know, or like the fact it's like, okay... Like for instance, if I go someplace and you know maybe I'll, I'll snap a photo or something, but other times I think, well, if I want a photo of this, right, I'd rather get like a professional. Like, sure. I don't need a photo of the of the tower. Of, I was going to say the Tower of Eiffel. <laughs> I meant the, ta- I meant oh, the leaning, Tower, the Day Leaning Eiffel. Tower of Pizza. Hey, yeah. I'm Italian, but it's like if, if there's a picture of me in front of it, that's one thing. But right. like, I'd rather get Ben's photo. Right. Yeah. Of the Leaning Tower pizza I'm with someone sure. urinating on it or something. Right. <laughs> I think, I think it's, I think it's fine. Like, you know, everyone's got a, everyone has an iPhone now. Everyone has like a fairly good camera at right. all times. Yeah. I'd be, I'm, I'm probably 99.9% of those pictures is just going to disappear. Sure. Right. Never be anywhere and never be printed or anything ever. Right. So, no, I'm not sure. I think it's fine. I, I, I don't mind the, Constant barrage of images. Yeah, because it is disposable. Yeah, it's super disposable. Yeah, but the and you don't think it cheapens? Not that, really. That, no, what you do? Not really, because I think like if you do it as a job, it's it's so much different. Right. It's it's yeah. Any people won't show anyone else. It's, it's, I mean, I'm sure some people, three people see some people's oh, right. pictures ever on zero people. Right. I don't think it cheapens it. Well, take more photos then. I'm joining Instagram. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> well, I mean, I think one of the interesting things looking at a lot of your work, and I mean, I don't, do you, do you use, the, I'm assuming you use the camera on your phone all the time too. Yeah. For stuff. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I like about it and, and, and don't take this the wrong way is that you have this ability to capture like, idiots at their peak yeah like people just and i mean that in in a, in a very complimentary way like people 
every, everybody's an idiot. Right. But when you can capture them sure. being yeah. an idiot at like their, you know, on an unadulterated, candid is essentially yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think there's a real talent to not only, not as, it's taking the photo, but it's also curating sure. the photo. So like, for instance, if you go to a party or something or, you know, um, and you take, However many, maybe you take whatever, 200 to 100 photos well, yeah. at night. <laughs> you're, you're curating it. You're figuring out the best moments. You're yeah. not just putting it all out there. For sure. Right? So what, like, what's... That's a big part of, like, photography, though. Editing. Yeah, and yeah. Editing. Like, if I'd go and shoot, like, a singer or a band, I might take 500 photos. And, like, right. Only two will ever see the light of day. And right. what's the... Um, I mean, I don't want you to, uh, uh, you know, lift the mask or unveil the mask, so to speak. But what goes into like the idea, like what what makes a great photo for you? I guess depending. Let's say I think what you said, like actually. these idiots. Like, let's take the idiot as opposed to like some of the fashion stuff. Where you're some just, like, like connection. Yeah. Just like you can feel the connection between the subjects and yeah, yeah. In the, I think that's it, really. That's. There you go. I, as, I as a person, that. yeah. I again. I I also never took photos because I just always felt like I couldn't do that. Like sure. I just like I never felt that way. Like I couldn't do it more so with video camera, like like shooting uh-huh. movies. But not even that. Not as much. But like I don't know cameras. I just never never had a grasp on it. Of like actually like like I just felt like it was always like weird garbage photos well. I would take. <laughs> But now, I mean, now it is, it really has gotten to a point where you can take like pretty good photos mm-hmm. with your phone. And, but I think the key is that editing. Some people uh, are still really bad at taking phone photos. Oh, right. I was, I was, I was telling, uh, uh, Jeff this earlier. Um, I actually, I had to block a friend on Instagram only because <laughs> she, Works at a bar and she takes blurry photos of this guy. All and like I'd wake up and I'd look through it and I'd see this guy going like, and but it would be blurry and it would be awful and it would ruin my day right off the bat because I just want to punch this guy in the face. Just like and, and actually, here's an interesting question for you: Do you ever take photos of someone? You know how like some like for me, I see photos of this guy. And I just want to punch him in the face. I don't really know him personally. His visage, right? Just, I just. And it's it's such a reaction that I'm getting from I th- it. Right. I, th- I think Instagram has made me hate some people I know. <laughs> right? It's made me hate some sure. people that are really good friends, like too many bitches in themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I'm starting to, re- I'm realizing that in the past, like realizing it in my, uh, like always had it in my subconscious, but that definitely like a lot of social media stuff is the same way where like there are certain people now where I'm like, I can't stand them and I know nothing about them. Sure. Like, uh, like I know them like in a very passing sort of like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Like I have such a guttural reaction to them because of whatever they post nonstop, their constant idiot face. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, I know someone who like tweets when he's drunk and then like d- delete them the next morning. Right. <laughs> Guil- guilty sure. tweets. Sure. But, but it, I think it also makes me love people more. Twi- like Twitter, especially. Right. Some people are so funny. On right. It. Definitely. But, uh, but I guess what, what I'm, uh, the question would be like, let's say even if you find a subject and you want to smash their face in, <laughs> could that make a good photo? Like, yeah, it could it, do, yeah. Because there is that connection there. Yeah, totally. Right? Um, How many people do you hate that you take photos of? <laughs> not that, down the nitty not that many. But <laughs> to, to be honest, bands are usually the most difficult. Right. You know, like a band is 
wants to control their image so much. Yeah. That, and they, a lot of the time they don't have the best idea about yeah. it. But, you so know. Shooting, shooting against a brick wall is not a great idea? Sometimes <laughs> it can be. Like, sometimes the singer of my band is the guitar editor for, or for photo editor for Guitar World. In this. Oh, cool. He has a lot of fun stories for yeah, terrible sure. ideas. Actually, speaking of that, though, Jeff, when you had your profile in Bass Player magazine, True. Did, they, did they uh send a photographer to take your photo? It was Jimmy. Oh, okay. The singer of my band. But uh, we weren't in a band together at that point. Did you like do the pose with your fingers like up? Sadly, there? no. <laughs> he, because he's days. an amazing photographer. He just did something where he did like a... My bass was behind me, but it looked like it was floating above oh, yeah. me. And there was like a weird backlit. So my head looks kind of angelic. Uh, no, I wanted to do like kind of a Les Claypool, like fisheye, like <laughs> pointing at the camera. Uh, sadly, none of Unless those. Steve Harris from Maiden. Yeah, Maiden exactly. As a gun. Uh, yeah, I always hated taking band photos. I, I, it was the worst for me. Just because like I always, I, I know I have a desire to be a dumbass in every photo yeah. I'm in, but then to try to be serious in a uh, photo. Oh, see, we always... And then I, we had semi-jokey ones, but then I get, like, tired of that really quick. Uh, we always tried to do semi-jokey. We could never take... Like, it was always... It had to be... Right. It had to try to flip the idea of the band photo on its head. <laughs> um, it's, diff- it's difficult with yeah, a band, it, though, because, like, no band is, like, a joke band, really. Right. Course, Apart yeah. from, like, you know... Guar. Yeah. Or Weird Al. <laughs> yes. Or the or, Butthunt guy. Uh, they were going to be that one. <laughs> Keep going be. with this list. <laughs> um, at this point, though, do you have a preference as to the type of work that you're doing? No, I do like a good mix, I think, at yeah. the moment. It's like not too many bands, which I do, I do actually love shooting bands. Yeah. Sometimes they can be difficult. Sure. So you guys know you've been in a band and probably hated getting your photo taken. I, yeah. You know, I, well, there, well, there's also the element that it's, you know, for us, it was the no- I don't think the novelty ever wore off because I don't think we ever got to the point where like we were constantly having photo shoots or something. I'll tell so- you actually what I hated about it. I hated that for a long time I'd be grumpy about taking them. And then the minute that I started getting a little bit more psychologically sound and was fine taking them, everyone else in the band would somehow make fun of me. <laughs> For enjoying taking a photo <laughs> too much. Yeah, like, it would be like, and I would just be like, I can't fucking win, man. <laughs> I'm either a pain in the ass or I'm just doing it too well. Well, listen, Ben, it sounds like you really, um, you really enjoy what you're doing. Which yeah, is, which great, is, yeah. Which is, uh, the enthusiasm is contagious. But let's say that you're in a situation on a shoot, yeah. and maybe this has happened to you before, where... The uh, talent maybe is being difficult, sure. or the location, you know, weather is a problem. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with a, a, a shoot that isn't working out? How do you deal with a shoot that isn't or, working? Let's out? say, or for, for, for all intents and purposes, a worst gig. That's a that's, <laughs> a, that's a that's a photo situation. Worst shoot ever. Yeah. Worst shoot ever. That um, kind of situation. I think I, with, with uh, that obviously happens. Like you know, when you have a gig and your pedals break, and yeah. the right. drummer's pedal always breaks, and like, oh, course, that yeah. right. Yeah, um, you just have to like get through it as good as you can, and like do as good a job as you can. Because yeah. it does happen, and I think yeah. that's. I think that's part of sort of doing this as a job. It's sort of working around the problems as well as being able to like do good work. Yeah. Look where, you know, if something bad happens, you have to work it out. And it does happen all the time. I mean, like you're rain and you have to shoot outside yeah. and like right. just anything could happen, basically. I mean, you're such an amiable guy. I can't see anyone pulling any shit on set and being a prima donna. 
But I mean, well, that's what I'm actually. I'm like now. I'm like wondering if that's part of a like the personality that's needed. Like just because I'm picture like you are an amiable guy, and also like Jimmy, my friend, uh-huh. like he's like the same deal. Where like he's just like so like kind of like unflappable yeah. in a weird way. Which then he'll tell me his complaints like after the fact, but like mm. he'll just be dealing with like ban after ban after ban, and he's always just kind of like you know rolls with the punches a lot better than say I would. Well, like I, I would just have Ajita the whole time. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can speak this though, but I would think the vast majority of subjects, clients, talent are cool. Yeah, right. Like, the yeah, the vast majority are like grey and will just like you know go with the flow. But yeah, every now and then someone's got their problems. Yeah. And so what do you, like, you just kind of let it roll off your, yeah, your back sure, kind of yeah. thing? Um, man. I don't have that personality. Godspeed <laughs> to you. I'm glad you are able to do it. <laughs> I would take everything to heart and be angry the whole time. Uh, what, what did you do for, you know, because you said it took a while yeah. to be able to make a living off of yeah. it. Like, and I say this again as knowing, like, I've had friends who, like, either in photography or in other things, like, freelance, but it, it's... They kind of get burnt on the life. Like, how did you, did oh. you kind of keep going through that? Those well, times, those years where you're like, I don't know if this is going to work out. I think it took me till I was about 23 to quit a job. Uh, right. 22, maybe. 23. Uh-huh. Um, I worked in a sneaker store in London. Nice. Okay, Sold like Converse. Yeah. Nice. We, you know, uh, a friend of the show, Chris, Chris Urbanowitz, who was the guitar player and editors, oh, nice. also worked in a shoe store. Yeah. Prior to uh, their, uh, that band's It's success. a British thing. It must yeah. be. <laughs> um, it's a British Knights thing, I would oh, say, which you probably sold <laughs> in the store. Solid. Uh, um, that, I mean, that was good because it was easy and I worked there so long. I could basically just, if I didn't turn up, they couldn't fire me because yeah. right. I worked there for like so, so long. Like, right. So that, that I just did that and then like tried to do other odd yeah. things. I sort of DJed every now and then. Yeah. yeah. All, all the classics. And you currently, you DJ? Uh, uh, not current? really anymore. Okay. I was DJing at Lit every Wednesday or every other for Wednesday. For the listener, Lit has come up on the program before the dungeon-like club <laughs> yes. in East Village. It's a classic. I, it is a classic. When you right. DJ, what kind of music do you play? Just like, you know, new wave, post-punk. Okay. So you may of. not play like Gorilla Biscuits. Uh, Sometimes. Time Flies <laughs> or something like that. Um, so since 23, you've been... You've been uh, Doing this, yeah, yeah. making a living, man, full time. That's... Did you have times where you're like, maybe this isn't gonna work? Oh, out? Yeah, all the time. But yeah, I mean, what'd you do to push through those? Just push through them, you know. <laughs> that is not a just, real just, answer. Just, just, be, just be broke, you know. Right. Yeah. So same as running a band, you come up to and you've right. got no money, and then oh, absolutely. And and, and um, it's uh, uh, the thing that 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 I every once in a while we get a guest in here that's great that, who's not jaded about what they do, or at least <laughs> putting up the facade that they're not. Right. Jaded. Is this the kind of thing where, like, I mean, for your foreseeable future, like you could, you're a photographer. That's like, it. This I think, it I, right. I, I, there's not like an. That's ad, it for life. I think. You know, like right. there's not like if in, what if like the the drum seat in you know I hate God came uh, uh, around. <laughs> it just I think it just. <laughs> What a weird thing for you to say. It just just died. died. Oh, my. Wait, I feel like that was somewhere in the recesses of my brain. It must have been because it's such a callousness. Well, well, no, no, look. This episode's going out to uh, God. Um, Yeah, they died. Rest in peace, Joey. Joey Oh, my God. uh, That's a a one-eyed God prophecy right there. (laughs) So, uh, but I guess the, the, the dream of rock and roll. 
I, I'm not. I, I think it would ruin it for me to actually be yeah, doing to, it. To, to like do like time. really, yeah, to like, you know turn up in Baltimore and play a show to three people. Oh, at the and, auto bar. I played that. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. a that... friend of mine actually owns the bar. Uh, the auto is that the guy who manages Animal Collective? Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. Oh, okay. did auto bar is oh, yeah. a good venue. Yeah. It's a great venue. Yeah. The shrunken head, not as much. Whatever that. No, you're getting no. You're talking. Talking because you're getting confused with auto shrunken, shrunken head. head. Where's that one? That's or 14th on Street? Yeah. 14th oh, Street. that's it's place, actually my yeah, local no. these days. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Talking Head. <laughs> talking Head. Talking Head. Not not so not so. I good didn't either. like play Talking Head. Um, you know that kind of thing. I just, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I really want to do that. Ruin like the fun I have in yeah, playing music right. because I like playing music. It's fun. Yeah. Like it's a good. I've always sort of done it. Are I, you? Are you still looking to start a punk band? Yeah. You are? Yeah. Right. We'll talk after, okay. after the show. Frenzel Rom tribute band. <laughs> well, no no effects no tribute band. It's going to be a, a yeah. One Hate God, uh, one hate God uh, one I Hate God, God tribute band at this at this rate. Uh, Our speaking of I Hate God, did you ever, because you're also from the UK, did you ever shoot Iron Monkey? No, but I saw them you a did. couple of times, uh, like probably very late in their right. run and early in my run. How were they? <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. I love Iron Monkey a lot. They were really popular. Like, yeah. I were guess. they? I wasn't sure, like, cause I could never tell, like, how big they were. I don't think they were ever really that big. Here, I mean, they sell out know? the underworld, which is like three or four hundred people, but yeah, right. that was like. Wait, but they were on Earache, right? Yeah. I yeah. remember uh, being aware of them, at least in college, from yeah. their, from the Earache Columbia yeah. deal. Uh, they were a great band. I wish I had seen them. <laughs> I'm yeah, envious well. of you. All right. Well, listen. So, Ben. Uh, I know you're a fan of the podcast yep. as well, and so you know how we how we uh, how we wrap up every episode, how we come full circle here sure. on Worst Gig Ever. <laughs> what do you think of the word gig? To me, it's like you're going to play in the back of a pub in like a status quo tribute band. <laughs> Let's go to the gig. My, my brother actually used to work at a pub doing the sound, and it's like oh gigs, and it'd be like tribute bands all the time and so a gig right. is that to me it's just always a show after you get into punk for me there is there is a exactly and it's also interesting it's the from the, the the uh, the british perspective yeah for well. Brit- it, it, that is the word in england like yeah. you, you go oh i went to the i went to the no effects gig right. last night <laughs> going to barfly for a gig yeah um, well a barfly kind oh, of the barfly. i forgot to even mention well yeah what just before we oh. get out of this what are your feelings on the barfly which one this? Yeah, uh, you know they've played every single one when we did our tour. <laughs> the Liverpool one was pretty, pretty nasty. I seem to remember. I think the London one was one. good, the original one, but then they moved it. Um, Does any I of them exist anymore? I think they all shut down. Good, fuck that place. <laughs> we played like four or five bar flies. Everyone it's got worse. It's definitely a gig if it's at a bar fly. It was definitely a gig, and every time the audience would be like, "Why are you playing here?" The audience being the three people who came out to see a Panther show in England. Well, look, um, Ben Rayner, uh, fantastic. I mean, I think we learned a lot. Yeah, you're the, you're the first photographer we've had on the okay. show, and first photog. F- first photog, yeah. First paparazzi, you might say. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I mean, you tr- you're traveling all the time. Yeah, a bunch. I'm yeah, trying, trying to stay here a little bit. It's, it's good that you're <laughs> staying here because, I mean, I don't know where you're going next. You may be going back to the UK for months for visa issues. We have no idea. Uh, I'm, you, so, I'm sorted. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's <laughs> I'm good. all right for that. We don't want, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. And um, it's just, there's just three little <laughs> words we got we to gotta say to you to, to cap this one off. 
And you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but from our hearts <laughs> to your mind, <laughs> get home safe. <laughs> Thank you. Worst gig ever. ever.